Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Let's go. What's up, dog? <laughs> How much? How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Fun day. You ready to get party with it? Per usual. All ready? right. Let's do this. Let them know. About to get real. Oh, yeah. So yeah, happy Sunday. Happy How'd Sunday. you wake up this morning? I woke up on um, a groggy side of things. Sure. On the grogs? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I definitely had a good uh, workout in yesterday and felt nice to just sleep in a little bit. Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, started my day on the right foot, shower, in my bed. Nice. <laughs> That's good. You know? Yeah. Making your bed <laughs> on really a does Sunday. change. Really yeah. change your... Your, your behavior <laughs> your productivity your, uh, like your mood yeah. in a way yeah. just making your bed in the morning that's yeah. dope man yeah. hell yeah so yeah just uh, started my day off on the right foot um here we are in the in the zone the mindset of uh, creation yup making uh making some moves spiritually mentally emotionally what about you uh, kind of like bummed, pissed off. <laughs> this is the fucking punk ass Dodgers. God damn it, man. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> You're bleeding. Are you bleeding? Motherfuckers like want to be extraordinary when it like sort of matters, but then when it really matters, just fucking forget how big of a like stage you're on. Mm. I don't know. I just, I love my teams too much to see them fail the way they do. Fuck. Yeah. That shit just hurts. Yeah. And it just hits different too because the Padres are a team that the Dodgers have owned. Like since I can remember. They've owned San Diego. Like they've never lost any big games to them. Mm-hmm. When it matters and you show up and it's the Padres, oh like we, we show out. Yeah. For some reason just yeah, bats weren't there and it, yeah, it it sucked. It just sucked. Yeah, and I mean... It was like when the Clippers finally, like, got good and started beating the Lakers. It's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, this day's happening? It's finally happening? You've put me on to baseball more. I've never been a baseball person, but I've definitely learned to appreciate the game now. And it's just like, I don't know enough to critique it, really. But I just know that, like, you've given me the history and the background as to, like, you know, this particular, like, rivalry, I guess. Well, don't get me wrong, too, like... I only know baseball from like a like a fan perspective. I never played it. Yeah. Because there's a saying where it's like you play football because you couldn't hit a curveball. Mm-hmm. And dude, hitting a ball coming at you like at a certain distance from a certain distance at a certain velocity and you you're telling me if I blink like it's already too late, like I've already lost track of the ball, like that's wild. We'd play it in like PE and stuff, so that's as far as like to that I would go. I never really played it ever, yeah. besides at those points, but it was fun. Like, yeah, I only relate or like yeah, for me since I didn't play baseball, like I'm just a fan of it because it really is the world's hardest game to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, man, to, to do it at such a high level, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's that's just wild. Oh yeah. But yeah, baseball, yeah, it's definitely taught me like a game of patience. Like I'm sure like golf would whenever I decide to get into golf. Oh, that's true. But like yeah. I recently went fishing for the first time, like in a long time. And that was like another 
experience in my life where like I've been taught the the value of patience mm. and so yeah baseball definitely is it's literally like a game it's a sport of chess pretty much you know it's there's so many elements that go into pitching yeah. that go into base running uh you know pivoting your feet a lot of footwork like it's it's very intricate there's a lot of like you know intricacies of the game that just fascinate my my brain and so I think that's what really intrigues me about baseball is that since I never played it, mm-hmm. I don't have like an insider's view like I do with basketball, like I do with football, like I do with soccer, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, man, it's it's cool. That's a cool I, like idea. I never thought of that. It's like some sports are more like physical based, like a, like assertiveness. But then, yeah, there's sports that are more patient. Be assertive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very interesting perspective. So you... You'd say you try to get into those more, like golf and stuff. Definitely, definitely, like the ones that I did. Golf and stuff. Golf and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like golf and stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, putting is a very essential part of golf. You know, because that's that's where you make the points. Right. You know, that's when it matters. But uh, yeah, I'm always intrigued by. I mean, like I've said it in other episodes before. I'm very intrigued uh, by something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. The inter like the insiders view of. So you know, if you know, as long as it captures my attention, I'm gonna want to, you know, get a feel for it. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that's why, I think it's not that I don't want to get into golf right now. It's just, I don't know. I just don't want to, <laughs> for <laughs> lack of a better term. If I can't really want to make an excuse, it's like eh, it just doesn't intrigue me right now. Yeah. But I'll fuck up some golf and stuff though. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mini golf, hey. De- depending with who I am, oh, it's it's going down. We'll, with we'll who you're with, you mean? Yeah. yeah, with who I'm with, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, I think the last time I went mini golfing was with uh, my older sister mm-hmm. and my oldest or my oldest niece and my nephew. Oh yeah, okay. And the four of us we went, and oh no, we went to a mini golf place, but we didn't mini golf. Damn, so I don't remember the last time I mini golf. But either way, I'm a beast. All right, if you want to play against me, you're gonna lose. Right? If it's a group setting, <laughs> all y'all playing for second place because I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that one song. I'm a beast. Of, what, who who sings that song? What's his name? I'm a beast. Oh, well, I am. Is it? I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Oh, give me, give me that good luck. Give me that. Give me that. Uh, uh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, no. There's another one, but I'm I'm blanking right now. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> Excuse my highness. Excuse my highness. But <laughs> yeah, man, you know, this is uh this episode is being recorded on a Sunday. So it's, you know, fresh off the Dodger loss. And yeah, it just I think like one more element that pisses me off more about the loss mm-hmm. as a fan is, you know, as anyone that knows me, I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my teams. And, you know, when <laughs> I I ride the highs and I, I go with the lows as well. But knowing that. Manny Machado's on the Padres and that mm. motherfucker beat us like that whole time I was just like fucking Manny Bichado <laughs> you ain't no Machado you a Bichado fool <laughs> you're bitter about the the past oh, the man. present well it's because so just to give people some context in case they didn't know Manny Machado played for the Dodgers in 2018 mm-hmm. when we played Boston when Mookie was on the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. and they beat us I believe it I think it was a sweep or five games, something like that. But it was easy work. Mm-hmm. And the reason Machado was on the, 
the Dodgers was because Corey Seager, our star shortstop at the time, he mm -hmm. went down for the year. So we needed a replacement if we really wanted to stay in World Series contention. So we made the trade for Machado. He knew he was on a rental. He knew he was only there until Seager got back. Mm -hmm. So in a way, he did ball out. But when he could take the punk route, he would. Mm. You know, and so he would, you know, it was very hot and cold with him. But he's he's a star player. He's a beast. Mm. You know, I mean, you saw defensively, like, the, oh, way, yeah. the way he was defensively, like, that's what he's known for. Mm -hmm. And so once it came to the World Series, it was like, dude, where, where are you? So then him knowing that he was a rental and that he wasn't going to be the shortstop once Seager came back. Everyone knows, uh, excuse my burpiness, uh, <laughs> but um, excuse your gassiness, my gassiness, <laughs> my excuse my bowel movements. No, those are that's oh, no, the that's other different. end. Oh, yeah. Oops, excuse my now his excuse, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, like everyone knew like Machado to be like the most petty guy but yet at the same time when he's on your team you love him but you hate competing against him hmm. so after that all happens he then goes to the punk ass Padres the division rival it's like dude for real you're gonna be that petty oh man so then to see him now beat us it's fuck yeah you, oh you bastard uh, yeah I mean again I don't know what you're always I mean you win some you lose much. some that's, yeah, I know. that's really all it that's is that's what it is yeah, yeah. no but that's that's sad. I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's all right, you know. Basketball starts on Tuesday, you know. That's Lake what show. I'm waiting for. Lake show, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> purple yellow, purple and yellow, purple and yellow. To be, yellow, purple, <laughs> to know be what honest saying? with you, yeah, I love basketball. I'll take that any day. Yeah, basketball starts on Tuesday, and then tonight, mm -hmm. you know, Eagles facing the bitch boys, aka the Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't wait. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fly Eagles, fly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go. It's, it's gonna be a great game. Let's Can't go. wait for that Sunday night. It is sick. Sunday night. Yeah, we, we don't want to jinx it though, right? As we said. Can you stop? Just <laughs> just don't even let the thought go into your mind. Exactly. Right? I now don't we gotta change topics because now I feel like you jinxed. Oh jeez. Nah, but um, <laughs> kind of staying on the sports topic. Uh, mm -hmm. During Game One of the NLDS, the only game that the Dodgers won. Mm -hmm. Uh, I may or may not, you know, allegedly. You know, had a way to watch this game not on cable, mm -hmm. you know, and through one of the commercial breaks, uh, one of the commercials was in Spanish. But, like, I could tell, like, it was like a Spaniard, like, influenced uh, commercial because of the, the way they were speaking Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, it was, it was a, it was an interesting take of what they chose to portray uh, or, or like put emphasis on during the commercial. So this lady, she's driving, uh, she's driving three kids in the backseat of what looks like a minivan. Hmm. And you know, they look all happy, whatever, whatever camera pans down. And she's like, all right, kids. So what are the rules? Uh, going to your dad's house. Hmm. Oh, like, whoa. Oh shit. I'm like, huh. You don't hear that every day in a, in a commercial for a, for a car. Your ex-dad's house. Exactly. Like your baby daddy's dad <laughs> yeah. or your baby daddy's home, you know? <laughs> So I was like, huh, because you don't, at least here in America, I don't see commercials really like advocating for co-parenting. If you really think about it, 
And so, like, she was going on with, like, oh, you know, like, to the oldest one, she's like, don't touch the power tools. To the middle one was like, make sure the little one doesn't do anything stupid. Mm -hmm. And then the little one's like, hey, you just be respectful, this and that. Yeah. So, like, she gives, like, a set of rules for each one of the three. And then she, like, drops them off. She stays at the sidewalk. The kids run to dad. Dad's like, oh, hey, kids, whatever. And then, all right, bye, Melinda, <laughs> if that's her name. And then she's like, bye, Bob. And then she just drives off. And then it's like a VW commercial. Then it's like Volkswagen. What? Uh, drive life or something like that. I don't know whatever their mo their slogan would be. But yeah, it just left me thinking. I'm like, dude, that's pretty. That's You really don't see that here in America. That is advocating for co-parenting. Co like, hey, look. Or divorced parents or, or some, like yeah. you said, baby daddies or baby mommies. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like it was really, it was cool, you yeah. know, seeing it advocated in such a positive light. Mm. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let you guys feel the jazziness a little bit. <laughs> you know, while Lean's letting her gears run oh my for the next one. Processing. Processing. Pending. <laughs> no. I swear, dude. Excuse my. <laughs> one. Nah, well, my mind went on don't pause. Don't worry. You, you can take another seat back. I got it. I got another one for you. You know, I'm just trying to digest everything you're telling me because, like, for real, like, I don't mo know much about sports, although I really appreciate your perspective because I feel like it is different. And um, people should have passion for things, and I feel like sports is one of your passions for sure. So I respect it. Sometimes I just don't know how to commentate it as well as you do because you have that, like, you know. That passion. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, like, your, your, uh, We'll, we'll talk about it soon but your journalist background you know? uh yeah so i just yeah. like i take in what you say because you say it so eloquently <laughs> like, you're so good at storytelling no ah, thank you ah, thank you i appreciate yeah. that thank you Bravo. Uh, so no but besides that also um with the uh, the co-parenting situation that's why it took me off guard because like i guess if if you would say like it was it a positive message or was was it in a negative because i was like oh no it confused. was definitely positive because like she was she was uh kind of like reaffirming mm -hmm. things that they already know like what what was the examples like that she said? so like for example like uh once she said all right kids what are the rules uh when you guys go to dad's house mm -hmm. like that like that's how she said it yeah and then she's like for, i don't know the kid's name so i'm just throwing out random names she's like billy that's the oldest Mm -hmm. She's like, remember, no touching with the power tools yeah. unless your dad's there with supervision. Uh, Janet, the middle child, she's like, make sure that your little sibling doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah. And then to the youngest like, one. Like, look after each other. Yeah, like, look after each other, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was like, hey, just remember, be polite. Don't be rude. Remember your manners. Because it seems like it was like the age breakdown was like 12 eight and then like four mm -hmm. you know and so yeah she drops them off the kids are all excited to see dad they got their own backpacks and shit and they're running you know to the mm -hmm. sidewalk or whatever and then up the walkway mm -hmm. dad greets him like goes to like the like crouching position to hug all three mm -hmm. whatever the mom like gets out the car and, and is like leaning against the tree that's on the sidewalk facing the doorway Oh, like okay. hands across like looking content yeah and then like once dad like hugs all the kids like he looks up and he's like oh hey hi like you know waves to her mm -hmm. like big old smile whatever and she's like all right bye and then she just walks off into the vw and then drives off oh. so it's it showed it in a very healthy very you know 
very you know ideal situation to I, handle it. I am I am respectful of that. I mean, I wish that's like the ideal situation, but I feel like for most people, that's not a reality. No, of yeah. course, yeah. I don't I mean, want to get too morbid with that. Television is television. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's but gonna then, happen. It's yeah. gonna be dramatized. Uh, for sure, like you want to also respect the fact that unfortunately a lot of people don't have that. Like with their significant ex, other you know, that they have kids with. Exactly. Yeah, it's not always a clean breakup or exactly. a mutually agreeable one. Exactly. But you know, you know grown men with daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to the people that make it work. Though. Hey, for real. They try to make yep. the best of it. You know? At the end of the day, no situation is perfect. It's it's what you make of it. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, good for them if they're sending a positive message that it's possible. Then yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely advocate for that. Oh yeah. But yeah, it is like a reality. Sadly, it's like they have to advocate for it because the prevalent is that it's not. You know, mm-hmm. good message. <laughs> if you really wanted to sound like a feminist, just be like down with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man's world. Like you know, you wanted to. <laughs> it's a man's world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we shit. must take them down one by one. Dramatic. No, I'm just kidding. Let's start with uh, who's the number one dude you would want to take down if you if you could as a man. <laughs> For real, like, as a man, who's the number down one another... dude? Why, why do you try? Why do you, why do you want? Speaking. Oh, Christopher Columbus, hands down, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> no, no, not even, not even Christopher Columbus, the fucking king and queen of Spain. Cause they they chartered that shit for him, fool. They fucking sponsored that fool. Oh, they man. said before Nike, we're we're the real sponsors. <laughs> we spoke for the collective last I'm week, just dude. Saying, you know, and I was like talking shit about the queen. Now like, these pro Palestine pages are all like, yeah, we're uncovering history between Palestinians <laughs> and the British Empire and their impact. And I'm like, like oh, uncovering. Shit. Excuse me. Like, that- we've been known, fool. What you talking about? Excuse Stay me? Woke. Gen Z? <laughs> Take a nap, all right? Because we, we've been woke. For real? Gen Z is just finding out or what? Dude. What is this? What? I don't know if you saw my story, but like recently, I there was a, there's a doctor that I follow. He's a chiropractor, like a sports medicine guy. His name is Dr. Bo Hightower. Mm-hmm. And he's very popular with UFC fighters because he just has like a very unique way of like mending their body. So mm-hmm. he just, you know, is very popular by word of mouth through them. Yeah, and he tweeted out a repost, and it said, uh, "Gen Z finds the thumbs up emoji to be passive aggressive." Oh, so anyone that knows me, I have a particular viewpoint on Gen Z. Um, I just feel like they're very over dramatic, very over soft. <laughs> over you soft. Know? I'm like, fool! I breathed on you hard. Like, I'm sorry that that hurt. That like is gonna leave a trauma for like a core memory, dude. Like, my bad. I'm sorry. I was five and a half I'm feet a, away from. I'm your a six delicate foot, flower. You know, you know? You, exactly. Like, I am. Be like, fool, if you're an animal, you're a dandelion. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. nah. They need thicker skin if they're going to be exactly, talking so bro. loud. It's like, dude, you relax. Yeah. So then I reposted that and I just, <laughs> I put like 30 thumbs ups. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, dude, no, you just, really, emojis are going to, are going to offend you now? There was a, there was a quote that you told me the other day. I think it was from the Bible, but had something to do with wisdom. Like mm. people that follow their wisdom. Yeah, let me pull it up. Hold, yeah, excuse. Not to get pause. too religious on y'all, you know, we're not. But that reminded me of that. Yeah, but so it says. It's uh, experience, you know? Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Exactly. I think it, the fact that we are the older generation, we do know things 
more so than they do. Yeah. So we're critiquing the way in which they're like, oh my god, I found that. Oh my god, we're like, so we're like a healed version of our parents. Yeah, but they're finding out the stuff that we already knew. Because like, <laughs> if you really think right about now. it, and one of our, one of our, uh, our consistent followers and pretty much a friend of the pod. Yes. Shout out Natalie. You know who Shout you are. out. Yeah. She actually put me on to a very good point of why maybe I potentially feel the way I feel towards Gen Z. Uh-huh. And it's that since we're the millennials and I what, what was the generation before us? The uh, X? Gen X? Gen X maybe? I believe. But I think so. She was like, "Yeah, remember how we were the ones that introduced LOL and LMAO and TTYL?" Because we were using chat rooms. Exactly. Chat platforms. So we platforms. were using the first abbreviations that then translated now to be emojis. And remember when we used to have the phones that didn't have a full keyboard? You had to double tap the numbers. Exactly. You had to do Word. To, exactly. Word text. Yeah. Exactly. So they we had didn't to have do, the, make it the, short. What do they call it? The QWERTY keyboard now? They charged you per text. So you had to say Yo, the, the most that? with the less Dude, amount of hey, letters. That's why. Hey, my friend Wilmer, fuck you, dog. Back in the day, uh-huh. I would tell these fools, I'm like, I only have 60 <laughs> messages for the month. These motherfuckers would text me every day because they had unlimited. <laughs> fuck these fools. They just kept you out of the circle. That's my homie, but fuck that fool. I mean, at I least got they so kept many ass whoopings from my mom for that, dude. No, you have no understanding. No way. Oh, you dude, overcharged a lot? All the time because these motherfuckers would know. And I'm like, dude, you guys are assholes. Oh, so you but did then, actually respond to all of them all the time? No, yeah. I wouldn't because I knew I knew it would count against me. It, you, you tried. Know? So I was just like, oh, dude, this is... This no, but yeah, that's house, why way. we started all that stuff too is because we went through that generation <laughs> of we had to say the most with less words, you know, less letters. We really did. Yeah. So we, we just really abbreviated did. shit. You know, that was our struggle though. Um, but Gen Z's facing their own struggles by, um, you know, coughing too loud, you know? In the yeah, room, exactly. In the silent room. We're all just trying to live life and think I to mean, ourselves. I, I'm not a judgmental person, all right? I just talk shit. It's different, but I mean, still. <laughs> Dude, that you know, sounds it's so like, senile, too. Like, lighten up a little bit, man. I like, know. You sound like uh, old people, though. We, like, for yeah, real, dude? I mean, hey. Shut up. <laughs> bro, like, so yesterday, right? Yesterday was Saturday. Lil Ween's and I, that was supposed to be our productive day, but, you know, it's been Oops. a while. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've had, we stumbled across some good weed. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, sparked by today. Uh, tangerine cookies by Chella. Yeah. I picked that up at my uh, neighborhood dispensary that we won't plug yet because they're not a, a partner yet. <laughs> <laughs> not but, spons. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, it was a, another sativa, you know, because we like to be productive. So mm-hmm. we definitely had a very productive uh, meeting yesterday where we fucked around, smoked three blunts, and no big deal. Just talk life. <laughs> You know, just get prepared for the episode. We had, you know, the intentions of, you know, recording yesterday and all that. But, hey. We rarely do this, but it was much needed, as you said. Blunts are very much needed from time to time. Yeah. And some just good discussion. Um, And just, like, being in the the sense that you're just absorbed in something, not necessarily talking all the time. You're you're just chilling, vibing. Exactly. Yeah. That game was sad, man. I no, but reiterate on that. to talk about how uh, we're old people now. Yes, yeah. So this past Thursday night, uh, Thursday night football, it was the the Bears versus the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Another 
you know, matchup of just two shitty, shitty teams. Like, no one wants to fucking see this on primetime full. Mm-hmm. But uh, Al Michaels is a very, you know, very, uh, you know, legendary broadcaster. And so I think he's like at least 60, 70 years old now. But his voice is still, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Ooh. Excuse my highness. My excuse bad. Excuse your gassiness. Uh, right? <laughs> My, my highness no that's gas fam. That's gas. <laughs> not the good kind <laughs> i guess i mean highness with like i forgot my manners you know what i'm saying I'm like oh excuse me where are my manners there's a mic in front of you how dare you <laughs> this is going in people's ears Irvin. You know yeah, what I'm exactly are people gonna like just skip the whole <laughs> damn imagine haters yeah i'll know who you are no, we're human fam it's okay you know what i'm saying anyways but uh, yeah. So Al Michaels, right? He's been doing this for like 60, 50 years, like being a broadcaster. I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing out numbers, but he's he's a fucking legend. And so as they're going to commercial break, he's like, yeah. So I'm going to commercial break. Don't touch that dial. Mm-hmm. I'm like Al Michaels. It's 2022. Ain't nobody. A few Touching of us remember <laughs> what a dial looks like well, and feels like on a TV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Excuse me? Like don't don't you be throwing that reference out. Like that was a modern day, like if you know you know, but I don't know if you know you know is a thing. You know? He's not with the times. Like that was it. So that I was, was just his like, wisdom, you I'm know. Like, my nephew won't know what you're talking about, but I will. You know? I get what you're saying, Mr. Old privilege. Man. I mean to, to think um what what the older generation has lived through historically is just like any any older person in society deserves like to keep their voice for sure because i feel like they they know so much more than we do oh for sure yeah but it's just funny how we used to probably criticize them as kids yeah now we're becoming you know (laughs) those same voices that are man just you know calm down (laughs) exactly man shut up (laughs) y'all are too loud but you need to you need to just take criticism better there are Man. people that think differently than us. So. But you know one. Uh, hold on, let me find the right like little little vibe real quick for this next one. Mm-hmm. Let me oh. see. Hold on. This is pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. One old person that uh, definitely sucks that we lost, mm-hmm. Mr. Robert Coltrane. Yes. R-I-P. AKA Hagrid. Yeah. Ah. That fucking hurt. Fucking Hagrid, man. Yeah. For those of you that live under a rock and you know don't know yet, but me and Lil Weens, we're uh we're nerds, fool. You know, at heart we are some nerds, but you know, I'm an athletic, cool one that works out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lil Weens is like a little more introspective. You Introverted. Know? Exactly. <laughs> Homebody. But, exactly, but we fuck with some Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Anything Harry Potter, you know, like we, we watch them like just randomly dude we can go on of like any tangent of harry potter with anyone with at any time you yes know what I'm saying? no we but just like love the potter verse like that i remember i'd be texting you sometimes and you'd be like oh yeah like you just randomly have harry potter playing and like that's me too i'd dude, go goblet back of and watch some movies all the time goblet of the fire goblet of fire before they came out with like six seven and eight mm-hmm. movies wise Goblet of Fire was still the best one, in my opinion. I really like the last two Deathly Hollows. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. before the two Deathly Hollows and the Half-Blood Prince, uh-huh. that one was the best one to that point. Game I feel ch- like. For sure. Goblet Game of Fire. I mean, you got you had Edward Cullen. 
You had young Cedric Diggory. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Fucking Arpat. Can you believe how dark Chamber of Secrets was? It was kind of creepy for what it ended up being. To be honest, I'd have to rewatch it, but I do I do remember I mean, I know the base of it, but I haven't seen it in a while to like mm-hmm. understand maybe where you're coming from, but I've been to it full. No, like when um basically the idea that they were opening the Chamber of Secrets that had been closed and basically getting into more of uh, who uh Voldemort was. Yeah. But uh the giant snake you know the leaving yeah the basilisk coming and like uh how did they say they were petrified Mm -hmm. but they never made eye contact with it if they had they would have died yeah but he they ended up finding out that the reflections were the reasons that they were just petrified and not dead Mm -hmm. but it could have killed them and the one of them that got killed was uh moaning myrtle oh yeah yeah so that movie was pretty dark and it was the second one (laughs) Dude, and he's supposed to be 12? Yeah. And then I, I remember, um, who was he? The the guy, the wizard that was like, he was kind of like the LeBron of the wizards. <laughs> he was the one that wrote the books. Oh, Gilderoy stuff. Lockhart. Yes, Gilderoy, Gilderoy. Lockhart. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he was in that movie. And he yeah, was he like, was the defensive dark arts teacher. Because remember, that's exactly. the only position that always changed every year. Exactly. It was never consistent. That was his movie. And Bitch Ass Snake wanted that one. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one was his? Which who? one? Gilderoy Lockhart's which so, movie was yeah, his he was, uh, Order of the Phoenix no that was I thought that was the Chamber of Secrets no he was introduced later wasn't he no fam damn I'd have to rewatch it then okay. yeah I'm damn. pretty sure here, some homework let me uh, yeah while you do that but myself. yeah dude so just to give you guys some background on what's his name Robert Coltrane uh, yeah he died at 72 but he wasn't just limited to Harry Potter. He also appeared in uh, James Bond films. Uh, the one that he came out came out in was GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. And The World Is Not Enough. So he came out in two separate ones, which, hey, man, fucking James Bond? If you're a part of a James Bond movie, hey, you hey, you, you got some credibility. Wow, amazing. Um, I don't know exactly who he played, but, I mean, just for him to say, hey, I had a part in, a James, in two James Bond movies? Hey, why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What were you going to say? No, no. Um, no, I was going to say, yeah, it, it did end up being that was the movie with the, the Lockhart guy. <laughs> oh, was Chamber of Secrets? Was, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and also, too, also, um, R.I.P. Hagrid, he was, like, one of my favorite characters in Harry Potter. But uh, You're specifically, a wizard, Harry. Chamber of Secrets was the last movie that the original um, Dumbledore was in. Um, before they replaced true. him so he had passed away and they couldn't use him even though um i feel like i would i would wonder what it would be like if he had lived longer to play that role but unfortunately he passed that i'm year. i'm kind of gl- i mean peace to all the dead yeah. but i'm glad you know the new dumbledore came in because he was He's good in his own sense he was a new energy mm-hmm. you could tell yeah you know he was still like a like a young old guy if that makes sense yeah maybe not 90 years old like that Dumbledore was but like 70 mm-hmm. maybe 60 yeah you know so at least for me that's what I liked about that Dumbledore but I think Hagrid at least for me like for him as a, as a character in that whole story arc I think like him in Prisoner of Azkaban was probably my favorite like integration of Hagrid into the story because like, mm. he's always been a pillar of the characters of the story but his role with uh, Buckbeak 
and the whole prisoner of Azkaban thing and saving Sirius and all that. Like it, it's I don't know. It was cool. It was cool just remembering just how intricate Hagrid's uh, activity was in Prisoner of Azkaban. Remember too, he was part of um, the giant spider. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, Fang. No, no, that was a dog. No, the dog was Fang. <laughs> what was the spider's name? Yeah. Um, oh. Shit. <laughs> dang, I bet. Man. You know what I'm talking about. Hold on. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Hold on, though. For sure. Uh, it was the what's the following movie? I think that one may have been, yeah, because I remember Ron was like, spiders, spiders. Yeah, big old. I ain't gonna lie though. If if a spider looks menacing enough, yeah, yeah, I'll be afraid. But like, you're a homegirl. Shout out Kendall. Yes, but dude, another you guys listener. yeah, another loyal listener. Yeah, shout out Kendall. But uh, dude, they they willfully house a predator, mm-hmm. and I ain't talking sexual. No, I'm, I'm yeah. talking a black widow fool. For I'm, real, and I ain't talking Scarlet. <laughs> I ain't talking Johansson fool. <laughs> no, I'm they, talking about a whole ass black widow. They're super like garden people, so the they fam. respect the. the you saw that when we went over to their house? Yes. And we saw no, they they love like outdoor. They're very respectful of nature. Dude, tell me why I'm barely getting chills right now remembering that I saw this Black Widow face-to-face, but I didn't have the chills right then and there. Dude. I think they remember that you just jumped. (laughs) Dude, because he fucking ran like Usain Bolt. It took off like him back into the pot that they housed it in, dude. That's funny, dude. Oh, man. That was funny. That was really funny. Lean, I'm just saying, if I die on account of your fucking friends, I'm coming back and haunting you every fucking day. Oh, my God. Don't be dramatic. I am not ever letting you get more than two hours of sleep a night. You're going to haunt me forever? Yes. That is true. Then if you have kids, I'm going to haunt them. I'm going to leave you alone and haunt them. I would never. I'll be that salty. It was a prisoner of Azkaban. What? That movie that where the spider came out. Ah, which one was it? The thir- the fourth one. Oh, Goblet of Fire. No, Goblet of Fire was the fourth. The fourth one. Third, sorry, the third one. Oh, so it wasn't Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban is the third one. Oh, okay. Um. Dude, for the one time, real quick. Yeah. Just for, just for Hagrid, Harry Potter verse. You know, for the fans. Yeah, excuse my highness. You trying to do a, a spell off or what, fool? You down? No, dude. Because <laughs> I'd lose. That's a, that's a fumble for me. Like, you're putting me on the pod here. I under, I'm putting myself on the spot, Under too. the influence. Okay, I guess. I'm under the same influence you are, so it, it can't really, you can't really say it's not an even playing field. As friends, I'm just going to pl- put myself on blast. We know that you're more coherent than I am, <laughs> even if we're fake. <laughs> I'm going to just put Mental myself on Mental fortitude, baby. Mental fortitude. You know what I'm saying? You you can grasp way more than I can. It's good. I'm just adaptable. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're you're an athlete, so your blood flow is uh, you, know you know flowing. But for me, no, Man. I definitely I, I'm just in my head too much. But you're very coherent, comprehensive. Thank you, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you want to spell off, I already give you the win, just in case I might be wrong. Oh come on, you don't know. All right, fine. All right, let's not call it a spell off. Let's just go spell for spell. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Boom. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you know one. Expecto Patronum. There you go. Yeah. Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
did you already uh <laughs> <laughs> we're like two in bro okay uh I lumos said, oh yeah lumos. that's a good one lumos yeah uh, stupefy uh, tell me why I'm doing the hand movement too. Like, like as if you have a wand with you already. <laughs> you wanna be? Oh, you wish you could be Hufflepuff. The Hufflepuff puff pass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, see, I'm stalling because I fucking. It's all right. Uh, I already said. Oh, I got mine. Fucking. Oh, I got why mine. Why am I blanking? I got so mine. Hard. Yeah. Come on, no, you Go got for it. it. Do it. Ridiculous. Ridic- <gasps> Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, oh, I got mine. I got another I got my one? next one. Yep. Dude, I'm already done. We're done. Bombada! Remember when when Finance Hermione had to like break open that that lock? Uh, She's like Bombada. It's oh, like yeah, a bomb. That's true. You know what I'm saying. That's a good one. Dude, how can you how can you forget like the Avita Kedavra? Avada, oh, well, that's like I. That's Avada Kedavra, yeah, that we, one. We know, try not to say that one. We didn't hear that one too often. Man, you know, hey, that was too dark. Bang. bang, bang. They started shooting, so I started blasting. Bow, bow. Bang, bang. That sounds bang. like a. That sounds like it reminds me of a song. Uh, bang, bang. He shot me. Dang, bang, bang. Excuse me. I fell to the ground. Bang, bang. It's a. <laughs> yeah. Dude, as old as Fleetwood Mac or what? <laughs> okay, to anyone who's listening, I mean. For me personally, I love the '70s, but like they're one of my like muses for being like feeling like I've been born in the wrong like era, basically of time as as far as music goes. But I showed Irvin Fleetwood with Max song. <laughs> he knows the song "Dreams," right? But he, I think he really didn't know of it until 2020 when yep. TikTok was like going big and like well, just like reels and stuff in general like i'm sure i've heard it before yeah just like oh just to jam out whatever but i never thought of it until mm-hmm. yeah 2020 yeah. like you said yeah until dog face until, yeah do- <laughs> shout out to that guy he's he's pretty cool um his vibe Fellow is contagious smoker. yeah his vibe is very very contagious but yeah the cranberry juice you know on a skateboard ocean spray <laughs> yeah ocean spray um but yeah like i showed you the lyrics and urban's a a little hoe for lyrics He's like, oh my god, these actually hit. Like when you actually know what she's saying, and then we're just like, we're having that moment where we're like swaying in the wind, you know, thunder only, <laughs> only happens when, when it's, it's raining. raining. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. As we're doing that oh, right dude. now, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like some people, like you know, they say their love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. They say it's words of affirmation. Yeah. If you're a whore, you say physical touch. I mean, you sure. know. But for me, if you can introduce me to a minimum of like three to five songs uh-huh. that are like repeat worthy for me. And when I say repeat worthy, I mean like the whole day full, oh. like from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. That means I'm bumping it at the gym. That means I'm bumping it at work. That means I'm bumping it when like I'm dropping about five pounds at the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? I always knew you to be like that person that would repeat songs because you've always told me like, man, I had this shit on repeat. I'm like, me personally, I if I did that, I would kill the song and I'd never want to listen to it again. The limit you know does I mean? not exist for me. That's personally me, but I mean, it depends on the song too. I'll have a song on repeat for maybe like a couple hours or so. That's it. After that, yeah. I'm like, All right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I want to appreciate it, keep it in my archive, and 
when I hear it again, I want to actually vibe still. To it. Exactly. And so for me, you know, you if, love that. You're if so you good can, with lyrics, though. Yeah. If yeah. you can introduce me to a minimum of like three to five songs that are repeat worthy, mm-hmm. and you know, just me being in love with lyrics that go with a fire beat. Oh, dude. Like I'm, I'm having that song on repeat. So, so far, I mean, you've you've introduced me to like at least ten to fifteen songs. I would say where I have. Well, no, I wouldn't give you that much credit. Wow. I would say at least five. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, shut up. First, dude, at, le- at least you're there on the limit. I know. Yeah. No. Um, but um, what I'm trying to say is, is that five. <laughs> I will give you That's, that much. Care. Well, wow. it's still a lot. It's what I it's what I said from the beginning. Like, if you can introduse me to three to five, that's cool. That's cool. That's but a, I've exceeded a limit. Just yesterday, you put me on to three more, which was Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that was on a commercial uh, during the Dodger game. Obviously, the Dreams one by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. But then that one song, uh, Love Fool by Love No Fool. Vacation. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, all I need is like a good like country sounding guitar riff mm-hmm. oh for here are my panties oh, yeah. here are my panties you got me country. <laughs> dude it's just romance. like that just like how they do in dreams like wow wow wow, wow. like that yeah. that uh guitar riff and then like if you can keep it up with like mm-hmm. a good like bass line mm-hmm. then some good percussion mm-hmm. you got me fam yeah you got me well, um, yeah, just the 70s in general, such a good time and period. But that No Vacation, I think, is a more recent uh, project. That's what I love about it, too. Yeah. It sounds very modern. Very it is recent. modern, but has that same vibe to it. Yeah, the, the riffs. Yeah. The I think we can riffs. play it, right? We can, right? Can um, we? we can probably play a little bit of I it. I mean, just a little bit, Skip right? to the good part, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's see. Kind of sounds like dreams in a way. Yeah. Kind of does, get yeah. That riff, like you said. This part right here. So nice. Don't own the rights to this music. We do not own the rights to this music. But yeah, just uh, just like a good guitar riff and a good just like mellow beat. Oh, you got me as a fan. But, so um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Music, man. It definitely elevates everything. Yeah, it really does. We we love talking about music too. I feel like it, it's something that, like you said, it's a love language. Sharing lyrics, but music in general is a love language, for sure. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. For me. Excuse my highness. Wow, Dude, that was very well, articulate because, of me. <laughs> no, because like even like when we uh, like the concerts that we've gone to. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, it, it was funny. Like that's how gonna you, make yeah. That like reminds you, me. Like how you recently told me of yeah. how like. Hey man, like seeing you vibe out full, like it really makes. This is how you said it. You said it really like proves like nah, this fool deserves to be here. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I was telling you the other day. So we were listening to what was it? Um, was it Mr. Morale? Which song was yeah. it from Kendrick? Oh, yeah, it was course. Mr. Morale. Of course, gonna... well, because that one's mine. That one's my favorite back. at least. Anyway. Know. This fool recalled every single word. (laughs) And I remember even being at, during the concert, he was filming, but also shouting. (laughs) Like, this fool outdid everyone with the lyrics, for sure. Like, I honestly wish we were in the pit, because Kendrick definitely would have made eye contact with you, and he was like, yeah, brother, yeah, brother. (laughs) 
brother. New flows coming. Be patient, brother. <laughs> Feature nerve. Anyway, I told him because he was vibing to that yesterday, and he played back your recording of yes, that concert, I did. and you can hear him word for word just going in on word it. Word for word, bar for bar. So like, I get why you repeat songs. It definitely helps, probably with retaining the lyrics. But you put me on to actually listening, or not listening, reading them on the, because now they offer that on the mm-hmm. the streaming apps. Yeah, yeah, it, they offer like a karaoke style, which is really cool too. Yeah, I love. That's that. what really makes it like. Uh, well, it's because I can remember too, like since I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would go out of my way and Google the lyrics, the lyrics and then like listen to it at the same time, like yeah, you know the LimeWire days when you know we were downloading music and all that, Napster and all that. Um, you know, we were just limited to just seeing the album art mm-hmm. on the iPod, and then that was it. We yeah. didn't have the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember, like, going out of my way and, like, looking up the lyrics. I'm like, oh, damn, that's what they're... Uh, excuse me. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> wow. Excuse me. Sorry. What did you eat last night, sir? Damn. A bunch of snacky snacks. <laughs> A bunch of protein. You know protein, what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be bro-nominal. The, the beef jerky. The, shout out to the Trader Joe's. Yeah. Man. Man. Them healthy ass snacks. That is a, uh, you know, I wish we could be sponsored, but yeah, not sponsored. Right? Imagine. <laughs> I love me some oh, Trader, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe biddies. <laughs> Perfect place to meet your significant other. You know what I'm saying? For you, the Trader Joe daddies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Little zaddies. <laughs> You'll always there. It's like they place them next to gyms sometimes, and it's like all the people go after the gym, and they just like all look like they're. I'm know, guilty for that. Working out. I, I take advantage. Keeping of the their shit sometimes. together, and then it's like, oh yeah, I, I went to Trader Joe's after the gym. You just sound like a, a baddie, <laughs> baddie or a daddy or whatever you want to, whatever your preference is. Nah, if you want to show you got money, you say Whole Foods. <laughs> Dude, imagine, fuck, like oh my god, he paid fifteen dollars for two. That's now. true. Uh, our local area has a gym next to a Whole. Food, so I'm pretty whole sure ass whole it's, like a, it's, it's a, a whole thing. trap. You know what it I'm is. saying? It's a trap. Whole trap. Bring your whole paycheck at Whole Foods. Get caught in a whole trap. <laughs> I can't breathe, bro. I can't fucking breathe. Oh, shit. Dude, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? Whole trap. Um, yeah, whole trap is elevated. Also- educate. Uh, Erewhon, have you heard of Erewhon? It's like a next level up, it, but it's nah. like a holistic version of Whole Foods, more so. Excuse me? Like whole trade, fair trade. Really? Yeah. Huh. Vegan and all like holistic, no conscious shit. place. Yeah. But guess what? Their smoothies are like 20 bucks. Fuck. So. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds holistic. <laughs> whole paycheck. <laughs> yeah, whole, exactly. Whole paycheck. There you go. See? We learn every day. We make connections every day. You know what I'm saying? I wish we knew the sooner that we could have just all lived on farms still and made our own shit and stayed healthy than being like, yeah, we're going to go slave to Uncle Sam and uh, have to pay $20 to be healthy in this world. Right. It's uh, unbelievable. The audacity. If you really like cultivated your own stuff, mm-hmm. what would you take the most pride in? Oh, my garden. I love garden, garden, huh? Yeah. What would be in your like Gardens ideal like, garden? Ooh, I mean, there's a guy on uh, TikTok, and I'm of course I'm blanking on his name because I didn't think ahead of this, but it's because she's in the moment. I am in the moment. <laughs> 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 uh, but there's this guy that's 
basically he was talking about he he posted a video the other day and he was talking about like how he was at a point in his life where he was working a nine to five like everyone else and then covid came and all this and then he started doing his garden full time and then he became basically well known on tiktok and it became his platform for his work and everything uh for his income Mm -hmm. uh but it just like i would just want to have a garden like his where he's have he has like every pepper every tomato like things that you've never heard of before squash and like greens yeah all of that citrus what kind of different tomatoes are there i only think of cherry tomatoes and then like regular tomatoes no there's like roma tomatoes there's like beef tomatoes there's little like big ones beef steak ones beef cakes (laughs) (laughs) the beef cake version of tomatoes (laughs) basically though basically you're gonna be like damn yeah but no like d-a-y-u-m my parents (laughs) d-a-y-u-m Uh, shout out to my parents for their background with like agriculture yeah. but spreading basically seeds. yeah yeah spreading seeds <laughs> but they've always had like a a love for like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> Irvin can't breathe right now He'll be right back <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, so somebody like, get they men <laughs> for real though continue okay. continue so, telling the people I'm gonna go get some refreshments oh no we're gonna pause then be right back people so we're back yeah. with the refreshments <laughs> back to have a Quench mature enlightened <laughs> conversation quote unquote after your cackle moment we'll see about that <laughs> This fool had tears down his face. But you were anyway, talking about how yeah. you love gardening and yeah. where you get it from. Yeah. Uh, so my parents both studied agriculture in college. And um, yeah, they received a degree. Nerd. No, I'm just BS. Kidding. Bachelor's in science yeah. for that. Nice. Um, but yeah. No. And then like now as a like older adults, you know, in, in their late 50s or so, they've come to see it as like an escape for them like they see it as like their form of therapy nice. being outside in nature and just appreciating like the fact that you know one day you plant a seed but you're not going to see fruit the next day you know it's like you have to put time and allow like you said patience in a sense it's a process of patience in that yeah and that's like uh yeah something that they love to do and yeah having a garden i feel like i'm not obviously i don't have a degree in <laughs> agriculture so i don't know like everything that they know but they've mm-hmm. showed me a lot about like appreciating like nature in that sense so yeah garden nice. garden would be a goal to have that's sick yeah that's cool mm-hmm. yeah i would definitely want like i guess a garden that would produce like the basic uh nutrients mm-hmm. for life so yeah. you know yeah tomatoes maybe some spinach some greens some peppers like bell peppers onion some fruit, you know, mm-hmm. oranges, apples, glizzies, and bananas. <laughs> bananas. If you know, you know. You Listen bananas. back to some further episodes, you'll know what it means. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we ever had more space, my dad's always talked about retiring and having his own farm. I feel like we would have had animals too, to be oh, honest. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, some pork or what? No, nah. no. Uh, what did he say? Bismillah. <laughs> fool. <laughs> That's Haram, brother. It's Haram, brother. It's Haram, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we only eat halal, brother. Brother. 
No, no but I'll, yeah. I'll be patient, brother. Uh, sheep, uh, and even horses or chickens and, you know, all that. Dogs. Chick, chick, chicken head. Unfortunately, my parents feel like animals shouldn't be kept at home, so I've never had pets growing up. So. You never had a pet? No, like they never let us have. I mean, yeah. But you, never, you never had a pet? Like a fish. That's it. Damn. Yeah, no, so, so you never had a real pet? Never. <laughs> Don't disrespect the fish. Yeah. For to real. all the fish that listen to the podcast, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> but, damn, that's wild. To all the fish. But I guess that's not too uncommon, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's if just, I really think about it. That's just the reality of it. Like, they, they knew they we probably weren't able to take care of it and yeah. that they would have like end up having to do it um so yeah that's probably why and my parents were busy usually it's, working most of the time that's not a far-fetched like concept too to understand because like for example i'm 30 years old mm-hmm. if i had a kid at 20 that means that kid would be 10 now yeah do i really think a 10 year old depending on how i raised it Mm-hmm. Or him or her, <laughs> not <Yeah>. it. It's <laughs> them. Them. <laughs> they them. Yeah, they them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like depending on, I mean, I would, I would hope, you know, I'd raise them right and be mindful little humans. But there's no way a ten year old could keep a puppy alive without my input and actions and guidance i guess at some point you basically have to show them exactly so it's like it's another little child so it's like hey you wanted this but you have no idea what what it takes to be in it so Mm -hmm. i guess in a way i agreed to it to in a sense if i'm a parent Mm -hmm. and i get my child a pet Mm -hmm. in a way you're agreeing to like this commitment yeah you know exactly and it's like, I don't know if it's true in Arab culture, but, like, in Latino culture, there's a running meme and a running joke where it's, like, who's the one that's opposed to having a pet in the family? Oh, the dad. Yeah. But who's the closest to the pet? The dad. The dad, yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Like, it's it's just crazy. Like, if I were to have a 10-year-old now, mm-hmm. like, it would be the exact same storyline in my life, but... I get to change it in a different way. It's like, hey, man, like, I understand you're 10. Mm-hmm. You don't, you have no, as much as you want to fantasize that you're ready for a puppy, you don't know what it takes. But at the same time, neither do I because it's been a minute <laughs> since I've had a puppy. Yeah. Since I've had a child instead. Mm-hmm. So let's go through this together. That's I guess, true. like, in a way, like, I would want, I would deal with it in that regard today if I were to have a kid. Yeah. It's like when they're ready for a, for a pet, it's like it's because I'm ready for it too. True. Yeah, it's like you know? having another kid for sure. Yeah, because you can't expect a 10, 8-year-old to understand like sit, you know, stay. Stay, yeah. Shit or like they that. can't say it consistently. Exactly. Or not like, yeah, like in the tone that you'd want them to. Be assertive. Be assertive. <laughs> I mean, that is a way too to, treat, to teach a child responsibility. Don't get me wrong. It's just like coming from two people that don't have kids. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. But um like basically like uh fuck, excuse my highness. That was funny though. Yo, we don't have back. kids. Well, we really don't have kids. But, but we're looking at it like as like how I was. It raised. shows that we're mindful. Yeah, we're mindful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh just going back to like if um if we brought a dog home or a cat home to my parents to surprise them, 
and they end up being close to it, that would be like a miracle, to be honest with you. Like my sister Damn. and I have, have like schemed so many times. If we wanted to just go to an adoption center and like just get get an animal, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I feel like my life would have been different with a pet. But they're always like, no, they're like, no, you know, when you get your own place. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I understand. I love that meme where it shows like, uh, like someone's standing right there next to their dog, and it just says, "Better fix my whole life right now, you little shits." Exactly, <laughs> dude. I am dying every time because it's the... like that is such tremendous weight to put on an animal's weight. Yeah, but I feel it at the same time. Yeah, you know. Um. <clears throat> Oh man, I don't know if I want to bring this up. I did. I did. Well, I mean, you have, have to now. You already said it on the mic. I technically had a pet with my significant other, and then and I couldn't enjoy as much as I wanted to, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, it was a pug. Yeah, we had a pug. You are mean. Don't you dare say that on the mic for Ugh. anybody that likes pugs. How rude! How dare you say that? What they're. Everyone needs to know if they have opposition or not. My okay? pug was cute, all right? I don't think pugs are cute. <laughs> I honestly don't. I think they're very ugly. Really? They have a face that is... You like Stitch, don't you? That ain't no... He's an alien. He's not a pug. But he's cute. He's Exactly. Not he's not... Yeah, but he's... Some people would think he's ugly. Fool, he can live 300 times his size. He is cute. A pug can't even breathe right. I mean, I can't even deny that he's... I love Stitch. I love Stitch. But yeah... When I when I loved pugs, it's because I love Stitch. You know, they remind me of Stitch for some reason. That is. I don't know if that's if Stitch was a person. <laughs> I would let him know that this clip exists, and I'd be like, "Look at the disrespect that is being put on your name, man." But that's you need the you way need to treat breathe. it like Birdman. You need to put some respect on my name. The way they breathe and like they're so small, but like pudgy, and they look like they could be strong, but they're not. But no, Stitch is strong, and like he's I'm an alien, you. like you said. Experiment 626. 626, right. Go. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> yeah, full side tangent, but I heard that there was supposed to be a live action Stitch, Lilo and Stitch movie. Really? You, or like one of those, like how they did Lion King. Yeah. Uh, reanimated kind of version. Yeah, live action. Live you action. You said it right. Mm -hmm. Huh. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I wonder if. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same, though. Now that the ball is rolling, now I'm wondering. How would he look different than uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, oh, oh. No, because they're both blue. They do look distinctly different. Yeah. But I'm actually intrigued now. I didn't even know that this was a thing. So this is really a thing. It's a projected thing, yeah, for oh, Disney. Okay. It's projected for them. Dude, that, that would be sick. That would definitely be something I would line up and uh, pay money for because that I fuck with Lilo and Stitch. I I have good friends. Uh, again, shout Wallo, out. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> you know, one of the first CDs I bought was the soundtrack to that movie. Nice. I love that fucking movie. I Elvis, think I did man. you even better. I had the DVD. Yeah, I did. Oh, you with had all the, the DVD? bonus. Yeah, yeah, with all the bonus shit on it. I brought toys. But yeah, home that of that. that soundtrack we slapped. Mm -hmm. I don't think we brought that one up in our. Uh, Top faves. Top fave episode. Yeah, I don't you guys know. Guys need to dig back a little bit. I think you research did. Research that one. That was yours. Did I include the Lilo and Stitch one? I think you may have, unless I'm wrong. Maybe. I, don't I know, know you used uh, what's his name, uh, the Goofy, Goofy movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that one by far is number one. Yeah. To me, by far number one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you mentioned. Oh, that I brought too. up Oliver and Company. 
That's what I did. Yeah. That Why should I worry? <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. Oh, that took me back to <laughs> good times. Good fucking times, man. Yeah. Dude, it, I think that's that will always be like a constant theme of our, like any episode that we have is that we always tie it back to music. Yeah. Because music just means that, that much shifts. to both of us, yeah. you know, because... <laughs> Dude, you can really get lost in the wonders of music, and that's what I'm most appreciative of it. Yeah. Like, you can get lost in the words that make you resonate with the artist and make you think, like, damn, this fool is also, like, a human like me. It's part of what I feel like I appreciate from my childhood is that although I didn't get to spend much time because my parents were hardworking and they always had, you know, to work, but I did spend a lot of time watching movies, and those same movies, like Pixar, Disney... All of that resonated with me, and it definitely left a mark on me for music, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I I could appreciate it more. What do you look for in, like, a song to be, like, repeat-worthy? Oh, I I think I broke it down the other day when I was talking with someone, but it was, like, the lyrics, the beat, and, like, the meaning. Oh, wait, no. The lyrics, the beat, and the instruments? Okay. I would say, I don't know. It depends if they have those three that I like, um, two of the three at least, then I would consider it a good song. So if the lyrics and the beat are good, I'll like it. If the lyrics and the instruments are good, the instruments, uh, I guess in the in the sense of like, they invoke an emotion yeah. in that way. The way yeah. the way they're played. Pretty yeah, much. exactly. The way women play men, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not Players hurt. Players only <laughs> love you when they're playing. Women, they will come and they will <laughs> go. When the rain oh, shit, man. You clean your Fucking nose. three white claws in, all vonies. I know, huh? All vulnerable. But no, it's it's good. It's a uh, man always talking about healing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God, Dude, as, as vulnerable as it may sound, like healing really is a cool fucking thing to go through, man. I love it. It really is. Yeah. Because... I don't know. You find yourself again in some way, but a new version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. One that was in the cocoon. <laughs> now you're a pretty butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, wow. I thought I was in the darkness, but I'm a beautiful butterfly. I'm dying. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. No, you. I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> Yeah. No, but yeah, man. It really does give you like, like a uh, a reset button. Mm -hmm. That's what's cool. It's like you, I wouldn't say you get to right your wrongs, but you get to start from a different point at a different perspective with different experiences behind you. Mm -hmm. You have to find yourself in that darkness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. gotta look for that moon in that darkness. Like you, you had a very fucking powerful TikTok. The other day that you created, oh. shout out, you know, follow okay. her on TikTok. <laughs> Lean, Lean some... ABD92. There you go. TikTok. But I forget how you vision, uh, like imagery wise, like you pose it, but you said there's always darkness in the light, but there is always light in the darkness. Yeah. 
it was like a thought I had had because I always look at the sky. Honestly, I find that there's beauty in nature, and like I'm just that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just that, I'm just that bit, you know. I'm just that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch that will take out her phone during a sunset and be like, "Oh, oh my god!" Oh, I've phone. seen it. Yeah, I've seen in it. Action. No- Dude, I saw you do it at Coachella. I'm like, <laughs> damn, this bitch really is a sunset bitch. I wasn't taking this selfies. Really I was taking pictures bitch. of the sunset. Dude, she's like, cotton candy skies. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, desert sunset. Desert. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag desert sunset. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, uh, I, I I love nature and shit. And um, excuse my highness, but I... Uh, I saw that the sun was kind of like peeking through this like dark, really dark clouds because rain has been coming through or like dark clouds have been coming through recently. We've had some gloomy days out here in Ventura County. In the fall, you know, out here wild VTA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I saw like it was dark, but the light was still there. Like you could still see it, but yeah. there was cloudiness. And I, I think that that's sometimes a part of life is that we we let the cloudiness of life. Uh, block the idea that we have so much blessing around us. There's so many blessings. Okay, emotional awakening. (laughs) Okay, emotional aware. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, outrospective. (laughs) Damn. Okay, philosophical. (laughs) Outrospective. Okay, lean (laughs) crocodies. Oh my god, stop, dude. Stop. (laughs) Who's Socrates when you got lead crocodiles? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know what it is about being in front of a mic, but I promise people I'm a comprehensive ass bitch. But emotionally, I am sound, but at times I can just be faded <laughs> and troubled, but sound. Yes. Yeah, here we are in front of a mic trying to portray a deep message here. But yeah, and then I saw the freaking full moon, right? And there was a haze. But the moon was there. It was present. Like if, and then you think about, wow, there's a point in the sky that we don't see the moon. There's a new moon when there's like no, like the full phases and everything. But it just, it just was symbolic to me. And I was just not like, meant to have your back on that. Um, so like, like we've wanna, said, yeah. th- today's Sunday, but well, we're recording this. But mm-hmm. this past Thursday, I want to say it was like Thursday morning. So, for you guys that don't know. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm an anti-social social butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Like I selectively on, social. I honestly, exactly. I am selectively social with who I socialize with. Like if I go out of my way, <clears throat> excuse me, to like hang out with you, it's because I fuck with you in a certain way. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking forward to the time that I have set aside. To hang out with you because I really don't fuck with a lot of people like that because mm-hmm. I am aware I'm a certain cup of tea mm-hmm. that not a lot of people like. Just like how certain people don't like green tea, hey, I'm cool with that. Yes. But at least for me, like in my mindset, I'm I'm more receptive to being cool with five people than being known by five thousand people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I totally I re- feel that, by the way. I remember you told me that, like, it's always good to have a sense of grounding. Yeah. And you always remind me 
to be like the man that I have tattooed on my left leg, which is Kobe. Mm. You know, Kobe, shout out, fucking greatest Laker of all time. As in much my of a opinion. physical beast he was, he was also a metaphysical beast. He was very grounded. Yeah, Mamba mentality. And you, and it was a part I of mean, him. not to get too astrological with it, mm, but he's a Virgo. Your fellow ground sign brother. Ground sign brother. You know, he. Earth sign. And, and like yeah. you've told me, like yeah. not even then, but like. Just to even say, like, I even have a closer, you know, encounter with the ground signs. But you always tell me, like, dude, it's good to be grounded because it's good to recognize when you're at the highest and when you're at the lows mm -hmm. because it shows that you're grounded. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, for you to constantly remind me of that. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, like, that's that's fucking sick. Mm -hmm. And so, excuse my highness, but I completely forgot where the where fuck I was going? going with this. No, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, we were talking about, uh, you were saying that uh, it's good to have groundedness uh, in the in the sense that, it, yeah, it's good to like, man, I'm, I'm faded too. Yeah, yeah, we're faded, fool. But hey, this is, this is man, what we're talking about. It's like, that's, know. that's the whole thing of our shit. I lost. It's like, we get deep, but we're fucking <laughs> elevated. You guys can complete the thought if you but want. But we educate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Think about some things you maybe haven't think thinked about. Before. Think about. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Think about." Um, I don't know. Maybe would you want to go into a little hole in the rabbit hole? I guess. Sure. Why not? A hole in the rabbit hole. Why not? You want to open Pandora's box with this <sighs> deep, deep uh, thought process here that I had going the other day? Let's do it. Okay. So, Irvin, with your journalistic background, right? Uh huh. You know the ethics and the codes of spreading information and how it's spread and how to hook an audience and what have you, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in recent times, I guess people have exposed the media, right, for uh, basically telling a narrative that they want to, like, attract a certain type of people uh, with a certain message, right? Yeah. So, I came across this idea of misinformation. Okay. And I feel like it's very much of reality for us now because information is so easily spread and there's mm -hmm. so many outlets like podcasts or like this or that like social media yeah social medias and posts and what have you quotes and things and these segments of interviews that are taken out of context or like yeah just things like that yeah <clears throat> a way where things can be taken out of its message i guess mm -hmm. and put out in a negative light so like the the whole definition of mis misinformation is uh Hold on. <clears throat> Basically, using information to manipulate for bad, I believe. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to reference a website here, Young Leaders of the Americas Initiative. Uh, the article is called The Psychology of Misinformation. Um, oh, damn. By Barbara Turnbull. Uh, so if anybody wants to look that up to kind of know what I'm talking about here. But basically, it's just like the fact that people use information to influence the masses for um, their own agendas, not necessarily good all the time. Um, and then there can be people that take narratives out of context. And I feel like people on both ends are targeted by the media in a sense. So, like, so this is like totally, um, excuse my highness. But anyway, my, <laughs> my whole point of this was is that I saw the whole trial with Alex Jones ended up being that he had to pay almost a billion dollars in reparations to the families of Sandy Hook. And 
I look deeper into his history and his background, and it turns out he's like a far right, um, <laughs> far right lead advocate. Uh-huh. And so basically, his context of criticizing Sandy Hook shooting was saying that oh, it was staged, this and that, and the third, and uh, the families had to deal with public criticism because he gained millions of followers. He had a whole segment, I guess. His podcast became a critique of the whole thing. Yeah, it was like a whole flagship for it. Yeah, I mean, it's not even on the internet anymore, so can't even look it up because all social media was taken down of his, and he's definitely facing the gravity of the situation, Uh, but there's no way he even has that amount of money, first of all, to give back to the family, so I don't know if that's going to make any difference. Dude, now that I think of it, now that you're, like, really bringing it up, I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> no way he has that fucking money. No, he's he's actually like filed for bankruptcy because yeah, his basically his business nobody wants to work with him anymore. He it's it's ruined his livelihood. Like Damn. the things he said and you know, it's just the consequences I guess for saying what you feel, but there's it questions the fact like how many people followed what he said and believed him because yes, at the end of the day the media does want to spread a certain message. But now it brings the question, if you question their message, they will shut you down (laughs) in some way. So if they want you to know or if they don't want you to know, let's say. So that's an example. Like, I don't agree with maybe what he said. Like, on a level, like, yes, mass shootings. The media uses mass shootings to instill fear, let's say. That's, like, one major thing or burglaries or, you know, unfortunately, police brutality or, you know, um things like that that make people question like the system and the life that they live and like the stability that they have i feel like psychologically you know like how when you're scared your brain shuts down you go into like animal instinct where like you either Sur- it's fight or survival fight. mode yeah so you don't have any judgment of the situation so people see information and they're immediately like posting like oh my god look at this oh my god look at that and like you're feeding into a narrative that you really don't know anything about and, like, people don't look into it, and they just spread it anyway, <laughs> you know? So Dude, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but it's so toxic. And even another one, um, shout out to the GOAT, Kanye. <laughs> Wait, but hold on. Before we dive into the GOAT real quick. Sorry. Pee break. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, pause. A little, bra- little bladders over here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, sorry, just to keep context, I know... It's been out there that he said some crazy things, all right? But let's hear me out, all right, people? <laughs> just hear me out. Let's hear her out. Okay, so let's say, for example, like, Kanye did a controversial thing and wore, like, a White Lives Matter shirt at um, Fashion Week in Paris, right? Yep. Him and um, Lauren Hill's daughter, Sela. Um, But it so happened that once those pictures were obviously put on the internet, people were like, oh, my gosh. This is Kanye seeking for white validation because all he does is use his white privilege as a black man and his success to basically ask white people to be like, accept me. I love you guys. I want to, I wish I could be you. No. Basically what Kanye was sending was that we, we thought for so long and I don't know to anybody that doesn't know maybe to look into this because we should question all the sources and stuff, but the Black Lives Matter movement was called out for using funds, uh, like people taking the funds for themselves, basically. Yeah. Um, not for the cause itself. But he was critiquing that. 
it's like he was saying that white lives have been the only ones that have mattered Mm -hmm. and we've never had a true voice he said that the black lives matter was like basically an apology just like basically Uh saying like oh like you know here you go here's your message of like you guys are important too like Like, a satirical take on it yeah but in in a white person's perspective still yeah so he was saying like yeah black lives matter too okay white lives matter cool like since when did my life not matter? Is exactly. basically what he was saying. Yo, yeah. Shit. So people took that out of context, blew it up on the internet. The media loved it because it's like, okay, we can shut him up because we don't want people to understand the meaning behind what he's saying, right? Because Kanye, he's not right. He's just not right now. He's just not right now. <laughs> and we need to give him a second to say what he needs to say. Because he was sending a message. And not only that, I know he came out with his comments on, unfortunately, Jewish people. Not to say Jewish people are in any sense an enemy of any type. They deserve to be respected just like everybody do. Like yep. everybody does. 100%. And, um, but also his statements were very specific to his what he's dealing with as an artist in Hollywood right now. Exactly. Um, and people in power. So he wasn't necessarily saying Jewish people, but people he knew to be in power, he was calling them out. And today, on this Sunday, he released, or not he released, uh, Drink, they, Champs. Drink Champs released yeah. an, uh, an interview with him. So he goes into that, and whoever who's curious and wants to look further deep into this, you have to question your sources, people. Watch it so you understand the context of who Kanye is and why he believes what he believes. I'm not advocating, again for any ignorant voices or ears <laughs> listening to this. There is no anti-Semitism in questioning why certain people have a voice in a scenario that is not controlled by your own. Like, you can't control your voice. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, why are other people controlling my voice as a black man? Yeah. He's questioning white lives matter. He's not saying that it's true. He's like, yeah, white lives matter. But he's also saying, like, why doesn't my life matter? Yeah. So, as you, Irvin, like let's say for Alex Jones's sake, like, how do you pr- how do you take that whole narrative about like, you know, taking information and knowing how to spread it in a way that's sending your message, but then the media is like coming to say like, oh no, like we're gonna silence people that don't have the same perspective as us. How do you take that as a journalist? Yeah, yeah. In a, in a sense, you could have been a journalist, right? <laughs> yeah, like I I went to you know I had the highest dreams of being a sportscaster and all that. And so I went to college for it, but, yeah. uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I put other priorities in front of school and, you know, ended up flunking out, but you know, that desire, you know, is still there. And, you know, I think that's why like I'm channeling it now in a podcast, but, uh, one of the few things that I learned in my schooling of like doing, um, yeah. of doing sports broadcasting is, Regardless of what you're trying to portray, you Mm. need to make sure it comes off in a way that is believable, that is credible. Mm. Regardless if, like in this instance, if you're leaning left or right, Mm -hmm. you still have to portray a message that is going to hit the masses. Mm -hmm. And How about sources? Do they provide sources? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. In order to formulate a story, you need to interview someone Mm -hmm. or some people. And so, yeah, like, 
your sources are going to be your number one guide, I guess you can say, after your gut, Mm -hmm. as far as what type of message you want to portray as a journalist or as a storyteller, as I like to say it. Mm -hmm. And your sources are your number one, you know, I mean, it's in the word itself, source. It's in the source of material. And so one, uh, one like unwritten rule, but it's very, it's the number one ethical rule of journalism is you never give up your sources. Mm-hmm. You never do. And for them to come at Alex, I'm for no stretch of the imagination. I'm defending Alex Jones or his, uh, actions and everything that he's been accused of. Yeah, this was part of the reason he was convicted or guilty. Exactly, but for them to, you know, like I said, the last time I went to college for this was in 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple years, you know, or Things more than a couple. Have <laughs> <laughs> but from my understanding and from my schooling, you never punish a journalist for not giving up their sources because that was a protected right. Mm-hmm. As a journalist, I don't know if that's changed in the last eight years that I've been, you know, in the journalistic uh, world and all that. But for him to get criticized for not giving up his his sources is a bit outlandish for me because it's like, well, that's I thought that was a protected right of ours as journalists. They is, called it a default in the law setting. It's called a default as in like it's a defaulted thing that if if you don't give up the source of, of your, the information that was causing let's say harm to someone um now i don't even know how they even proved that they like received harm maybe it was letters or Mm -hmm. death threats or what have you i don't know yeah but the family's attorney i'm sure had a bunch of information to provide to the court but yeah like as a journalist you can't give out why you said what you said you can't because you're then you're putting, putting those the people then you're putting those people out on risk of because people are listening exactly yeah. you never know who who your voice is going to land on and whatever actions that is going to lead to but I mean, at the same time you got to protect your sources because they're giving you the inside information for the story that you want to go out and publicize exactly and so mm-hmm. I feel, you know, logically thinking right now, knee-jerk reaction is the only way I'm going to give you the source material for your story right now that's going to still keep you relevant is if my identity, my background, everything is 100% anonymous and it cannot be traced back to me. Uh, Especially if it's going to be on a controversial topic that's going to piss off half the country. Yeah. You know? It, it's just I feel like then it's un, it's unfair that he would get to protect those people, but then in a sense he's also putting others people uh, other people in danger. By it is it is the a gray area. That he is. It is a gray so, like, area for sure. I, like his on his side of the thing of things is like the media doesn't want him to question their narrative because he did critique like how they're portraying mass shootings as a way to limit people's rights to guns, which is a huge topic to discuss and. You know, everyone has their own perspective, so no disrespect. No disrespect. I don't like to be political, um, right? Same here. <clears throat> but uh, we, we, we peaceful people. So they're like, over okay, here. we need to shut him up. So let's put him to pay this crazy amount of money that he's never going to pay back. Yeah, close to a billion. dollars. I don't think money is even nice to say that would repair not only the family's emotional damage from the experience itself, but public humiliation and stuff that's 
irreparable. I don't exactly. think. I don't think money could yeah, satisfy there's, there's that. Yeah, there's no way to mend that. Unless you're twisted like that. I don't know. But um, to Kanye's side now, right, is that he took a quote-unquote misinformation and he's like, guess what? I didn't even mean that at all. And this is why you're stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. He now that you're on that, like that, I think if anything with Kanye, but it's, the media it's more still like... makes it look outlandish and crazy. No, I I, I, him, I right? understand that, but I'm saying like as far as Kanye goes, I feel like his way to go about it is I'm gonna give you emotion before I give you the context. Oh, oh, I didn't. Well, I mean, that's also a way as a journalist. Would you say that you would get people's attention? Yeah, because I mean, how do you how do you get to a full boil? From the moment the fire hits the pot, mm-hmm. or over time, you get a boil over time, and so you need to you need to add some simmer to it. You know, you need to let it simmer. You know, let it, tss, and then the boil comes in. Yeah. And so, I don't know if Kanye is going about this this way, but you know, as a former journalism student, you know, I would feel like, well, no, I need to get your attention first, because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give you 100 percent of the story yet. Absolutely. I'm gonna give you 10 percent. Absolutely. Then I'm gonna give you two percent. Then I'm gonna give you five percent. Then I'm once you're lured in, then I'll give you the whole story. But until then, I'm working on building a crowd. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that's how Kanye is probably doing it. You know, he's like, let me give you the emotion first. Let me give you how exactly I'm feeling right now. Then you know, on a on a platform, I'll give you guys some context behind what I was saying. Yeah. And I was only able to watch the first about forty-five minutes of the of Kanye's appearance on the Leaked, latest drink yeah. trips. Yeah, but the link will be in the bio. <laughs> but I don't know. As far as for me goes, like I definitely feel like a hallelujah, thank you, Kanye. I don't look so crazy defending you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I do want to shout out this other link as well. Um, online is the Academy of Ideas, Free Minds for a Free Society. Where they talk about free uh, fear and social control, but just to put it in perspective, like you can use negative information and spread it as just as fast as you can use something ne- negative and spread positive information. Right? It's all about this idea of manipulation. But at the end of the day, you should never be questioned for questioning the system that's put in place, like as we as we know it, like media portraying an image of how we see life and what we think is valuable to us and what we should be worrying about and all this and that, right? So I feel like uh, with misinformation, we should also always question our sources before we post anything online. Mm-hmm. I should be mindful of this. Everyone should. But just the way things have planned panned out with those two specific examples of Alex Jones and Kanye, um, if it's not going towards what the media wants us to hear, they'll shut it out, no matter Definitely. what. Definitely. Yeah, for their own agenda, which is a red flag. Yep. <laughs> so, message is, like, question everything. Um, if you're living based off fear, let's say, and all you see is negative information on social media or the news, that's what your reality is going to be. Um, so, definitely ask questions. It's good to question things. I even know in a religious perspective, People have questions religiously and like they get punished for asking certain things. It's yep. just like you got to keep stay aware of the information that you're consuming and if it's credible. Exactly. Before you blow it up and make it seem like it's something that it's not. 
because you're pushing a narrative that you know nothing about and yeah I think even having this voice on this podcast is like you want to spread a credible message at the end of the day and you also want people to maybe put your voice out there and see if people agree with you so I feel like there's a lot of things that are underlooked these days um and we just disconnect sometimes we don't think back that like there's other people that probably think the same way as we do I don't know. Damn, dude. Full circle moment? I don't Ooh. know. Did that sound like it made sense? You tell me, people. Excuse my highness. <laughs> dude, that was, that was bars right there, man. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Take what you will from what I just said. But, uh, hey, man, just to end it on a on a relative note like that, why don't you give, why don't you let the people know your bar of the week this week? My bar of the week? Yeah. Well, uh, let them know what it was. Oh. Oh. You're not ready, though. You're not uh, ready. Apparently, though. your mic isn't ready My either, because that cold. shit dropped on its own. It just sunk. It can't. It can't down. handle the weight of this bar that she's got for this it week, can't. people. It just cannot. It's uh, funny, and it. Yeah, go ahead. The conscious person uses the world as a mirror to better understand and to master themselves. The unconscious person attacks the mirror because they do not realize it's a mirror. Is that? You just see everything as your opposition, not as an opportunity to grow. Oh my god! Because I just love growth. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one that you're talking about? A little bit, yeah. It's exactly the one I was talking about. Okay. So yeah, people, you just gotta. The moments you feel like you're just acting on impulsivity is actually the biggest opportunity for you to just step back and be like, "Whoa, hold on, let's handle this a little bit differently." Yeah. Well, I just feel like like you mentioned to me, we attack things that we actually see ourselves in, in a bit. Yes. Like we see people as a certain way. Like we're not we're not quick to like accept people when we see traits ourselves that we see negative in them, and we critique we critique them or we criticize them mm-hmm. quickly, and we don't actually like think about the the why. The why. <clears throat> you don't realize the that house, it's right? the mirror. Yeah. yeah. But you can use that. It's just like, oh, so that's how it looks like. Maybe I should fix that. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Irvin knows. I best, do. Bessie Wessie convos. Goddamn right. That one hit for sure. Hell yeah. It did. But yeah. Um, As always, people, it was a blast. Thank was. you for listening to our Highcast, our, our weekly episode of just reflecting sometimes we're structured sometimes we're not <laughs> sometimes we free flow sometimes if you're we stuck don't around for the ride though you're a real one exactly because we feel like we drop some gems some comedic some philosophical at the end of the day and, yeah. i feel like we you know we don't really blast that we smoke weed so much <laughs> you know because at our age it's just like like we said it's just like an escape we just been doing it for so long. We don't feel the need to brag about how much we smoke or when we're smoking. Exactly. But at the same time, we're like in our cave mo- mode where we're like sitting and reflecting and, and things. And it's like laughing about it, too, because you have some wild thoughts. Some every people now like and again. incense when they meditate. We <laughs> spark the marijuana. And then we <laughs> comedy and like just the interesting parts of life that we don't really think about every day. Try and like question those things and. 
smoke, laugh, and learn things. Exactly. If you That's guys definitely, you guys definitely tune in to just escape reality and just have like a good little. Oh shit! Never thought about it that way. I feel honored. We're here for you. Exactly. We'll, we bring you the vibes. Boom, boom, boom. Vibe tenders. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, people, follow the Instagram. <laughs> Excuse our highness pod where we are definitely, you know, going to stay active. You know, we're two full-time working people. But at the same time, we we understand we have a presence in this social media atmosphere. And we're going to take advantage. We're going to tend to it. Positive advantage to we're it. We're going to cultivate it. Yes. And you guys are just going to have another little outlet to escape to, just like we do. Yeah, so uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Stay tuned for next week, and y'all take care. And uh, brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even my line, so yeah, bye. <laughs>